Chris is shy <laughs> to start the episode because a man is fixing his toilet in the other room, and he doesn't want the man fixing his toilet to know that he records a funny <laughs> podcast about evil men with his friends. <laughs> That's right. We're on a Skype with Chris, and he's not saying anything because there's a worker man near him. I so, think he just left. Oh, okay. Ready? <laughs> if he didn't leave, he just heard you say... Say, I think he just left to his microphone. I think we. Let me just do the intro quickly, and it's the only like really embarrassing part. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Evil Men. Evil Men, <laughs> the podcast uh, where we discuss evil men throughout the ages of time, throughout history, throughout the annals of the whole freaking universe. We could probably find an evil man from some other planet if we care to so go exploring someday when we're allowed to finally use spaceships. The plebes are allowed to. <laughs> board spaceships and explore we'll probably find more evil men all over the galaxies but for now this is the podcast here and uh, we find evil men to talk about but also who gives a shit we don't even care we don't even want everybody's got a podcast am i right what do you want uh you want us to be a, a couple other guys doing it again just listen we're funny that's all we ask but we don't care we don't don't even like ourselves so here we are. We're doing it. Evil Men episode three. I am Chris Locke. I'm Michael Balazzo, and I'm one of the other people behind this podcast. And I'm James Hopnet. <laughs> <laughs> well, great intro, Chris. We decided this is only our third episode, and I think we've made a great decision having you take over the intros because I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm good at speed. I'm good at jazz. Mm -hmm. I'm good at nonsense off the top of the dome piece. Um, it's all on my CV. I know you guys have read it. Um, James, you and I have the same agent. So sometimes when we go visit our agent's huge office in downtown Toronto, we yep. can see each other's uh, headshots and resumes. In yep. Glass. Shout out Morgan and Carolyn! <laughs> uh, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> listeners, if you've never seen the resume of a Canadian comedian or actor it's really something you should see and there should be um some sort of room at the royal ontario museum uh it's famous for its bat cave it's famous for having uh, old plates and dishes but there should be a whole room dedicated to canadian actors resumes that would be very popular i think another uh, Before, uh, hmm. factoid about canadians resumes um for acting every single uh, Canadian actor's resume underneath special interests, it says, yes, yes, I can pretend that I love Timmy's. <laughs> <laughs> Not special interest, special whatever. You get it. This is a, this is true. Special uh, skill. When I was uh, younger and I had put together like my first like performing resume to try and get an agent, under special skills, I listed like, uh, you know, I can play guitar and a bit of piano then I wrote, I could do accents. Now, I was probably like 20 years old, weighed like 150 pounds, very pale white. And I wrote accents, British, Irish, 
Jamaican. <laughs> uh, I knew you put Jamaican. Strangely, it you never came up. You go into a big audition. <laughs> oh, okay. But let's hear this Jamaican accent I'm reading about. So, my name is Michael Balazzo, and I'm reading for the part of Bob Marley. <laughs> Don't let them fool ya. At Tim Hortons. <laughs> Yeah, it never came up. Uh, I was never, uh, it, uh, you know, no casting director ever asked me to do a Jamaican accent at a audition. <laughs> yeah, I put skateboarding on mine. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 like, 10 years later did have to go to an audition where I was doing, like, these old tricks I tried to remember that I could do from when I was 14, 15 years old. And all these guys that still skated every day all the time were also in the audition just doing these massive, huge tricks all around me. And I had also like gained like at least 30 pounds more than when I used to skate. So I was just a heavy guy rolling around on a skateboard looking at all these better skaters during the audition. What was this for? Remember those milk commercials with the skaters? Really? Yeah. And they're like, all, what... there's like a half pipe in the barn or whatever. Yeah. It was that. That's so funny. <laughs> I wish you got it. Yeah, they're like doing these like these like I don't know, three sixties in the air and stuff, like on the ramp, and I'm like <laughs> just pushing along. <laughs> Milk Oh man. It should have been like thirty five to forty year old men on that on those uh, milk ads in the half pipe. <laughs> Milk must to have a glass of milk <laughs> like a tired skater <clears throat> when's the last time yeah. i'm trying to think i think it's been at least 15 years since i had i poured myself a big tall glass of milk and just <laughs> drank it the idea of doing that makes me feel sick it really is dangerous for an older human's guts uh, oh for yeah the most part yeah I've worn it down. There's a guy I worked with who would, at, if you went to lunch with him, he'd ask for a big glass of milk, exactly like you say, Michael. And he was in, I don't know, in his 40s or something. It Where is odd like? to see. It's like, strange to see. At a no restaurant? Judgment. He'd ask for a glass of milk at a yes. restaurant? Yes. Did yep. he look like a big hunk of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> well, like maybe. I mean, it depends on how you... What kind of cheese, I guess. Uh, can I get a Big Mac combo, extra fries, and a big glass of milk, please? <laughs> Yeah. Good Lord. Good milk Lord. Do you guys want to know a, a crazy thing I looked up last night? Yeah. Before we go to our evil man? Definitely. Okay. When would you guess that the high five was invented? The popular uh, bonding? Yeah, you all know the, the action, move? yeah. Right. Put your hand up and someone else puts their hand up. Ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, not 9-11, uh, it was invented at the end of World War II. Ooh, Get this. Crazy. According to several places on the internet, the high five was invented in 1977. Isn't that insane? I actually can feel that. But it should have been at least the 60s. I feel like surfers probably started doing it. So it was apparently invented- like doing it and saying high five was like a baseball player claims to be the first to have done it. And it seems to be like, uh, like, you know, widely considered 1977. I honestly would have guessed people have been high fiving forever. 
Like if our parents, when they were young, were offered a high five, they'd be like, huh? They'd start crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you kids uh, don't know how lucky you are. When I grew up, we didn't have high five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, did this very interesting and captivating article you read last night, did it uh, tell you the origins of the slang? Because I get it now. Five fingers are high in the air. Yeah. Um uh, well the uh yeah so uh, someone realized the, that not until 1970 what? 7? 77. 77 someone went, "Oh my god, five of my fingers are high in the air." Yeah, a, a Dusty Baker, a baseball player. That's cool. He claims wow. to have been the first guy to do it and it just sort of happened organically and then uh they called it a high five and it's just taken off from there. Apparently he's still in an he's in an old folks home now and he says to a nurse every now and then I invented the high five can you change my diaper <laughs> He's he walks around in an old folks home saying he invented the high five like a uh, rose from the Titanic talking about her necklace <laughs> Yeah Oh uh, don't bother Mr. Baker he he invented the high five <laughs> That guy must be so fucking rich. Yeah. You know, every time yeah. we high five, he gets a royalty check. I thought it was invented in ancient Egypt every now and then when these hardworking slaves would finally get a giant stone block in place in one of the pyramids that took them decades to build. A pharaoh would notice and instead of whipping them, they'd finally go, hey, high five. All right. <laughs> Patronize them. <laughs> That's yeah. great, James. Thanks for that. Just a bit of high five content for uh, for the episode. I thought I'd bring I, it to the podcast. I like that it's a positive it. balance uh, yeah. c- uh, with uh, juxtaposed with the evil men we're going to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anything interesting you got to, to bring to us, uh, Mike? Um. Well, let's see. <clears throat> I got my haircut today by my Swedish hairdresser, and uh, she told me where she grew up. There was uh, two months in the winter where there was only like an hour of sunlight. And I asked her if, like, oh, do people get used to it because you live there? And she she said, no. Everyone gets depressed. <laughs> so, Even Mike. though I grew up there and it's all I knew, we knew yeah. it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I don't want to speak for you, but my Mike news today is that Mike told us just before we started recording that he doesn't wear sweatpants. Okay. Oh, yeah. He wears jeans sitting around at home. So basically, yeah. people listening, James and I are very comfortable right now, and Mike is not. I, yeah, uh, but you look good. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very. Uh, I guess I'm like an aristocrat because I only wear blue jeans instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of jogging pants. I remember an old uh, interview with uh, not an interview, but like a a recorded speech with Marshall McLuhan, and he was telling students that uh, they all dress like farmers now because they wear jeans all the time. So according to Marshall McLuhan, you're just like a dirty old in the mud rolling with the pigs farmer absolutely i am very earthy imagine like did the students get mad They're like you're supposed to talk about tvs in the media stop insulting our clothing yeah stick to tv grandpa <laughs> and then they showed him what a high five was how did how did marshall McLuhan think they should dress Oh, like khakis and a dress shirt with a suit jacket? <laughs> gowns. He wanted to dress like Daft gowns. Punk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should be dressed. It's 20, 
It's, you know, we're in the future now. You should be wearing space suits. <laughs> Not jeans. Farmers aren't going to space. <laughs> but he also, Marshall McLuhan, a genius. He, Canadian genius. Canadian yeah. genius. We're Canadian geniuses too, so we should give him a shout out every episode. I don't know. Absolutely. Marshall McLuhan, Michael Bublé, and Burton Cummings, the three greatest Canadian men. <laughs> Michael Bublé is Canadian? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hey, what's that glass? That. Are you drinking water or wine? Water. Is it a wine glass? I, I'm not sitting here in my jeans drinking wine like some sort of emperor. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, is that a segue? Should oh. we talk about our evil man today? Sure. Yeah, oh, let's get to him. God, he's sick and disgusting. Um, He is an ancient Roman emperor. I picked him this time. Uh, Caligula. Have you heard of him? Oh, my notes I've heard are of the all... name, but I, I honestly don't know anything about him. Yeah, you thought it was like a, a woman that added you on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if even if uh, Caligula was a woman, this Caligula, you wouldn't want to uh, tangle with her. This guy. You wouldn't want to swipe. Uh, you wouldn't want right? to swipe right on Caligula. Is that the one where you, you like them? Yeah. You wouldn't exactly want to subscribe to Caligula's OnlyFans. Even no. if you swiped left on Caligula, it didn't matter. He was coming for you. Yeah. This guy, I don't know where to start. He's a Roman emperor. Uh, I'll just say some factoids just to get it out of the way. His uh, father was. Uh, he was born in 12 CE, which I guess means. Christ era now, right? It used to be AD, yeah, they, right? They thought AD they was say? sort of politically incorrect, so now they call it Christ era. I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know. AD was more cool was more, era. Yeah, cool era. What I does it mean? Current era. Com- common it's era. Current era. It's current oh, common era. era. Current common era. See, One you guys don't know. He was born in the Christ zone. <laughs> <laughs> You're in See, the Christ zone. I honestly <laughs> welcome never to the Christ knew zone. What CE meant. Um, that, but but that I guess that would technically mean we're still living in the Christ era in 2020. <laughs> Christ era. Um, but yeah, so he was born 12 <laughs> Common Era. That makes everybody feel a lot better, doesn't it? In Antium Latinum, which is Italy, we know. Um. And uh, yeah, he's a was the only the Roman emperor from thirty seven to forty one, so just four years, and we'll get to why just such a short time soon. Four years, but his dad was this like he 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 had royalty and all this emperors in his blood. His great great grandfather was uh, the great Julius Caesar. Shout out! And uh, his father was this excellent military uh warrior battle strategist named germanicus and uh <laughs> you, know what, you don't think that name's cool uh, that was a transformer Ger- wasn't it <laughs> a very anti-semitic transformer <laughs> Turned from a car into a swastika <laughs> germanicus transform <laughs> yeah um his uh his father was a really well-respected Roman Decepticon. Uh, <laughs> but Caligula, his real name is actually Gaius Caesar Germanicus. 
uh, Gaius is uh, his real name, but they called him Caligula because Caligula translated is little boot. Because uh, <laughs> it's totally true because when he was a little kid, they dressed him in miniature military uh, gear. And um, yeah, they made fun of him like, oh, look at little boot. Look at little Caligs. Uh, Caligula. Well, I don't know if they said Caligs, but you know what I'm saying? But anyways... So he so had like it, a... His nickname became his real name, sort of like... Yeah. Who would that be like? Like Rob Zombie or like um, yeah. someone mm. like... Uh, who has like a fake name? Like uh, David Bowie? <sighs> that kind of thing. Mm. Stalin? David, yeah. Yeah, Stalin was because he was always like... When he was uh, younger, he was... I guess a Stalin episode will come up someday, eh? Wasn't yeah. he a nice fella? Yeah. Or is that too on the nose? Stalini. Um, he, he, uh, so I don't know how to, like, my notes are a mess, guys. I'm sorry. No, and, don't worry. And I didn't really sleep well last night. I have two kids and two cats, and they jump on the bed all night long. <laughs> Leave me alone. When I'm I went trying over. to learn about Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> Once Get I went over to me. Chris's. And I was like, oh, right, you have two cats. And Chris goes, yep, I got two cats, two kids, one wife. (laughs) Funny. There's so much stuff on the floor of my apartment that I can trip over that is alive. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, uh, so Tiberius was the Roman emperor when, uh, uh, at the time, this is crazy. He was like, uh, everyone loved Tiberius, but he was kind of... Everybody loved Germanicus, this military officer, right? But uh, Which is his dad, right? Which is his dad. So then Germanicus goes yeah. on this mission and weirdly dies from like some sort of food poisoning or illness. They're not really sure, but it was really rare for ho- such high royalty to die mysteriously like that. So a lot of people suspected that uh, Tiberius, mm. uh, the emperor, had him killed out of like jealousy or competition or something. Um, but uh, his mother, uh, whose name is, uh, oh crap, I wrote it down somewhere. It's really dumb. It's another like transformer name. Hold on a sec. Is it Ag- Agrippa? <laughs> I wonder yeah, what Agrippa. gave him food poisoning. Oh, what was it, Mike? Agrippa? Good work. Yeah, Agrippa Dude. was like, she was hardcore. Like everyone knew that she was tough, military-minded too, and she'd be out battle, like she'd be out battling along with Germanicus and she'd be his advisor and stuff. So when, yeah, when Germanicus was was killed or like suspected killed, she didn't keep her mouth shut. She walked around saying like, Tiberius did it, the son of a gun, you know? And so he took her and all her uh, daughters and basically kept them in prisoners and basically starved them to death. There's two different things I read. I read that they starved to death, or I read that they ended up, because they were in such dire situation with, uh, with uh, like, just basically living in prisons with Tiberius's guards guarding them all the time, they committed suicide. But for some reason, he took a shining to Little Boot Caligula, <laughs> and he didn't kill Little Boot. He raised him. But of course, Caligula is now being raised with this like hatred of this man, but he's hiding it almost like, um, God, what's that movie? Did you see that movie with the Scorsese one with the gangs in New York? It really reminds me of that story where like Leo has sort of infiltrated this gang as a young guy and comes up with Bill the butcher or whatever. Oh yeah. Bill the butcher. 
Yeah. So he kind of like is raised like that. And then, uh, and I think a couple of his sisters are still alive at the time. And apparently he has a se- uh, incest with one of his sisters. But anyways. He'd fit in very well with today's porn, uh, <laughs> uh, you know. Well, those are stepsisters, James. I should know because oh, I've yeah. seen porn a lot. But the Step thing is. Stepsister mm-hmm. helps brother with his little boot. <laughs> is this how you put it on? <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels yeah, like in so, those times everybody was doing incest. Well, there's an ancient Egyptian tradition, actually, weirdly enough to bring it up. It was probably on my mind that if you do incest, you're keeping the royalty in the blood. Um, oh, okay. Well, I guess that's fair enough. Even in our modern times, you can look at ro- certain royal figures and go, <laughs> that's probably from that. Um, it's high class. <laughs> yeah. Dumb ears, dumb teeth. Um, it is like weird. nature had a time bomb with Prince William. You know, like it's like mm-hmm. somehow it worked to making a really handsome kid and then his genetics went, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He kind of looks like... Uh, is he the one that looks like a bald Bugs Bunny? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, yes. Yeah. But he and was so, like a, 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 a teen, I, uh, you know. I know this part's boring because I'm saying a lot of background and then we can get to the juice, but this is all background to wa- the juice. So mm. what it is, is now we got this angry kid, little boot, uh, as a teenager, <laughs> being raised by Tiberius, the guy who basically killed his family. And Tiberius is savage as hell. To this uh, teenager, he would um, like torture people and just show him like people slowly getting tortured and executed in really slow, savage ways. So he's just surrounding him uh, in, in death and uh, and stuff like and weird like sex, like you know, just all this like perversity and morbidity is being paraded around in this this kid's eyes. And it's like Tiberius is the internet and Caligula is like a modern teen. You know what I mean? Like exposing him to all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Caligula is Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I know. you. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know what? The internet was like, <laughs> I was a teen in like 97. The internet, mm. it took, I know it's a cliche joke. But it really did take a long ass time just to see a picture of boobs. <laughs> yeah. And now when you go on pornhub.com, which I hope will be our sponsor one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's savage as hell. It's like watching Tiberius and a little boot just fucking party. If you can transport <laughs> If you could get a time machine bring Tiberius and little boot to 2020 and log them onto mm-hmm. Pornhub, they'd probably pass out from what they saw. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think Little Boot would pass out. I'd want to. I, I, do you think I he could do- last five seconds? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we should maybe just cut to like Tiberius <laughs> dies and Caligula does become the de facto emperor. There was a weird th- uh, th- uh, stipulation that Tiberius said where it was like Caligula will co uh, reign in power with my 
youngest son or something like that. But the court overruled it and gave Caligula all the power. Hmm. Nice. And then Tiberius died. And people even suspect that Caligula finally put the Tiberius to death when he was sick or something. But I don't like to swear that much uh, on podcasts. Try to keep it pretty. But let's just say that Caligula, this is why our first guest that was truly and totally fucked in the head. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, more so than Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer was effed in the head for sure, but he would... No, I don't know. It's weird, because Caligula was disgusting. Like, he did not value (laughs) any human life whatsoever. He was a maniacal narcissist. Um, His best friend was his horse. His best friend was his horse? Yeah, like, it's like... I'm not being organized with how I'm talking about Caligula. It's all just pouring out now. But he had a horse named In Incititus, and uh, his horse had its own house <laughs> with a marble stall and an ivory um, manger. And he had plans to declare his horse a Roman consulate, but unfortunately, he died just before it could happen. <laughs> but he well, basically horse- had no feelings for any human being whatsoever. Um, he was a complete psychopath, but his horse was his buddy, and he wanted him on the Senate. He's a horse boy. He's the original horse boy. Yeah. What's uh, ancient Latin for horse boy? <laughs> well, isn't... I'm trying to think of that, that comparison between Dahmer and Caligula. Is the Dahmer thing that he was just like... He was doing this all secretively, furtively. He was like ashamed of himself probably to a degree. Whereas Caligula was like brash and out in the open about it. And he sort of uh, felt entitled well, yeah, probably, because check this out. So you know how they had those like um, those big Roman gladiator games and stuff with all the audience there? And uh, and um, he so he would like, because he thought, like, you know, they'd fight animals, and then the animals would, most of the time, eat and rip warriors to death, like to shreds and blood and guts and stuff. But he would think that some shows were boring or whatever some so he'd grab like a whole bunch of people from the stands and throw them into the pit and just laugh and clap and watch animals rip the the spectators to shreds hey Can i'm not imagine, part of the show imagine you were watching the jays play ball and then <laughs> the game was so boring they just threw james onto the field and they yeah, beat him to death with the president of rogers communication is like i'm displeased yeah, but he would have these huge uh, elaborate sex parties where also it was like these massive orgies and but also violence and mayhem like he would literally watch people be slowly tortured and I'm saying like he would cut them in places and let them bleed and he would watch yeah. it and enjoy at a party like a person being tortured would be like a party favor that everybody would have to gather around. But the funniest part is like this isn't a representation of Rome at the time. This is just a representation of an incredibly off his rocker psychopath <laughs> Roman emperor. So all these people, uh, these nobles and stuff at this party would literally have to pretend that they like it. So they'd have their goblets of wine <laughs> just hanging around going like, ha yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds, on the one hand, that sounds like really like stressful, but I... I've been to parties and there's nothing that makes me 
like angrier than when someone surprises you at a party by saying like, okay, we're all going to play a board game now. And in a way, <laughs> I prefer the Caligula party style. <laughs> yeah, you would like what happens to the guy who um, proposes playing a board game <laughs> to actually just get tortured in front of us. <laughs> But I really do, like, he would just... There's another good story. Like, this is mostly about his psychopathy. Um, we haven't even gotten to the sex stuff yet, which is pretty fun. But this, but he would, like... There's one story I read where they were all, like, supposed to... It's funny, because we look up to ancient Rome as, like, wow, what a advanced civilization. But don't forget, <laughs> like, they were still uh, offering uh, sacrifices of bowls to the gods for like uh, i don't know a sunshiny day or something but if you had a baby that you didn't want or a baby that was sick the yeah. custom was you just left it in the garbage dump really <laughs> yes um too bad that didn't happen to little boot who knows what the world would have been like I even feel like nervous calling him Little Boot. Like his ghost will just fucking rip me to shreds. But if you uh, if you guys were at a party with Little Boot, do you think and you saw him like be <laughs> like you know hounds, you know kill that old man, and then everyone has to chuckle? Do you guys could like I I, I know if I was at that party, I'm sure I would have just chuckled and been like, <laughs> yeah, good one, you know. Yeah. Do you think you guys would have had the guts to stand up to Little Boot? Oh, no, I would have just laughed and done whatever I could to preserve my own life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would go, hey, and everyone would go, <gasps> and a hush would come over the crowd and everyone would look at me, especially <laughs> Little Boot. He would squint and discern, yeah. and I would go, I just wanted to say <laughs> that I'm having a great time. <laughs> like, he's just ripped apart your beloved uncle with a hound? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excellent party, sir. <laughs> My uncle actually, was stupid. I actually, Chris, you are a good-hearted guy, and I actually could see you like maybe later in the night you have it you you know you're at the bar with Caligula and I could see you being like starting to be like but do you think maybe like uh never mind. You know what I mean? I think you try yeah, I know to, how get to get there. in there. I know how to get in there. But you yeah. <laughs> Appeal anyway. to the the human being in Caligula. I think you'd try. <laughs> the, the man who, yeah, it's... Mm. So, yeah, I, I would probably appeal to him like this. I, I wouldn't appeal to Caligula, but the good-hearted man in me is, after the party has died down, hours later, everybody's sort of dispersed and laid their head down to bed. I would probably go back to the uh, main uh, event room of the party and just try to piece my uncle back together. <laughs> <laughs> With, like, whatever sticky adhesive they used in ancient Rome. But here's one story I think you might like. They were supposed to sacrifice a bull um, by uh, hitting it on the head. They're sacrificing it to the gods, you know, hitting it on the head with a huge mallet, you know, so it's just like knock the skull open and have it bleed to death for the gods. And that was actually normal back then. But at the last moment, uh, Little Boot had a change of heart and turned. And just smashed the priest on the head with a mallet. <laughs> oh my god! And then, in horror, everyone watched, and he laughed as the priest died. <laughs> laughed his damn ass off. And he uh, does anyone know what the bull said? It was like, damn, I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
that's my lucky day. <laughs> I think I think the Just for Laughs gags music started playing. <laughs> and then these Quebecois guys come in. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, you're on camera. <laughs> and the priest looks at the camera with like one busted eye. <laughs> yeah, he looks like freaking. Oh, oh I don't know if you guys saw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gargling on his own deep, dark red blood. <laughs> I'll lighten it up for a bit because the priest one's a little heavy, but here's a light one. He was not a naturally good-looking man. Um, So literally when he became emperor, talking about goats anywhere near him was illegal and you would be killed (laughs) if you mentioned goats because I think when he was younger, someone said he looked like a goat. That's crazy. That's wow. so so now we're getting into like not just like the you can picture a, like power corrupting someone and and them like not valuing the peasants lives or whatever. But and it wasn't even peasants actually. I shouldn't say that. It was actually nobles. Anyone nobody was trusted. So he was very uh, very sensitive about his but, appearance. You know that's funny because that's like from like so long ago, but I guess people in power haven't changed cuz cuz currently in China you can't yeah. tweet oh, yeah. or post anything about Winnie the Pooh mm-hmm. because President Xi Jinping is sensitive because there was like a meme going around where people compared him to looking like Winnie the Pooh. If yeah. you think about it, it's wow. very funny. And he's so sensitive and that the Chinese Communist Party wiped all references to and like images of Winnie the Pooh off the Chinese internet. And if you tweet or post about Winnie the Pooh, it's taken down. You can get like in trouble. <laughs> Imagine someone brought up Winnie the Pooh near you in China, and and or you brought up Winnie the Pooh to someone, and through their grit teeth, they went, "I don't know what you're talking about." Man. <laughs> you know, Piglet, Eeyore, and you just like a red laser appears on their forehead. <laughs> Surely you know Piglet. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't um, Putin got mad because people said he looked like the little Gollum sort of guy from Harry Potter? But I don't know if it was illegal. That's great. It. Wow. Yeah, Pu- yeah, Putin's not With, psycho. I Just bet. Try t- not to mention it. That's all. Yeah, I bet on on Twitter at the time, like uh, popular people on Twitter were like, Caligula hates it if you tweet this picture of a goat. Whatever you do, don't RT this. <laughs> yeah, BTS would take down Caligula in an evening. Uh, these days, he'd be so embarrassed. Um. Here, I'll Josh Gad that. would have tweeted that at the time. Josh Gad would have tweeted a picture of him crying because Caligula was being made fun of. <laughs> I'm oh, I'm nice to everybody. <laughs> Here, I'll tell. I'll, I'll go another light one about his uh, his ins- insane, insecure psychopathy. Um, he did try to be like he wanted to imitate the footsteps of like they were excited that caligula was the emperor at first because all this stuff wasn't revealed right and he was the son of germanicus so they thought he was going to be oh great we're going to get an even better emperor that has all this military might like his father um during but then oh and actually i should say in the first few months he wasn't that bad as an emperor and then he suffered an incredibly severe illness which i in the few articles I read, I couldn't find it clearly defined what it was. But after those that illness, something snapped in him, and he was like permanently demented. Um, 
But so trying to be like a strong military leader like his father, he did wage a bunch of like similar like wars that Germanicus had, but they lost horribly each one. So to make his ego feel better, whatever, uh, satisfy himself, he waged a war on the sea uh, the the <laughs> mythical sea god Neptune, and at this time in ancient Rome, they know it's mythical. It's not like you know what I'm saying. Um, and he and he got the. I pre- I'm pretty sure they did, and they got the. Even though they're still sacrificing bulls, I don't know. But he they waged. He got the army to wage war against the sea. So they went to the sea, thrashed at the waves with their <laughs> weapons, and then gathered as many seashells as they could and bring them back as spoils of the war. <laughs> I love that. They're just huge bags This is of what seashells. our taxes are going towards. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> That's another thing, too. He was terrible with money. In the beginning, he did get a lot of, like, classic ancient architecture completed, which they thought was good, but then he started really wasting the money. And he would like he built like a giant uh, wor- place of worship for him because he was basically comparing himself as a god, and he would ride around on his horse saying like, uh, you know, I talked to Jupiter last night. Uh, <laughs> Jupiter is the Roman version of Zeus, you know, and uh, yeah, so he would like confer with the gods in this like temple where he was the god. But uh, he also like basically did Scrooge McDuck stuff with like gold like he'd throw gold coins all over the floor and wade through it like it was water <laughs> and he'd walk on it with his bare feet feeling it between his toes i read <laughs> did he have three cute nephews that had rhyming names <laughs> i freaking hope so you know I'm a- I would love th- for them to make a movie, like an epic war movie like Dunkirk or something about like the Roman army mobilizing against the sea <laughs> <laughs> and then just like stabbing the sea and shooting. I don't know. Do they that have would cannons? actually be an incredible movie because I, I actually think you're like it should be made. Holy crap. Because it would be like um, it would be like Terry uh, Gilliam's thing, but it would be better than Don Quixote because it would literally be like... The whole army is a bunch of Don Quixotes. <laughs> Instead of fighting a windmill, they're fighting waves crashing against yeah. them and throwing them I hate them this to wave. The... <laughs> yeah, but then they like they feel like honor amongst the waves for fighting such a valiant battle. <laughs> and on Christmas, they all stop and they play a game of soccer with the ocean <laughs> <laughs> and sing Silent Night. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's doing like horrible things to the wave after he <laughs> kills it this wave fought valiantly it threw me to the floor of the beach and got seaweed all over my face i will never forget you <laughs> yeah so it's like in of- after nom where some of the soldiers ended up having babies with <laughs> some of the people there yeah <laughs> yeah after my uh, after my uncle came back from, yeah, it's like the yeah. Anyways, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Imagine like bringing like, hey, I am a I am a very uh, honorable, uh, you know, valiant Roman general, and here you go, emperor. I brought you a bunch of sea stones. <laughs> Aren't they pretty? 
Yes, little boot. I know that you love jewels and gold so much. How about a seashell necklace my daughter made? <laughs> With the spoils of war. Yeah, Caligula has a hemp like puka shell necklace he starts wearing. He's just some Orange County scud. <laughs> He's got devil sticks. <laughs> um, should we get into the sex stuff? Um, sure. I'm thinking <laughs> Let me just say to the listeners listening, if you think of sex stuff you th- and, and you hear this, honk, honk, um, it, we're not really going to that zone. <laughs> uh, when we talk about sex with the ancient Romer, Roman emperor of Tiberius and Caligula, the sound that you would associate it more is this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So when Claudius was like young and like 19 and he was being exposed to all these horrors from the Emperor Tiberius, I don't know how to say this, but we're we're talking about ancient Rome, okay? Remember? It's not now. But uh, one thing Tiberius would do in front of uh, (laughs) Caligula is, I'll just say it like this, he would do terrible things. To uh, underage, sa-sa-sa, you know? Gotcha. Uh-huh. And then, when he was done, he would throw their bodies over a cliff. Okay? Wow. That's shockingly horrific. So Tiberius was a total psycho, too, obviously. I think, I think that, like, to the people, the Roman people, he wasn't. I don't know that much. But it, I think he was doing this... Yeah, he was actually he was uh, these people that are yeah. torturing. Never mind. I don't know where he, he got them. He didn't get them it's from hard the to fridge. come back from that, no matter how good he was. Well, I like his tax policy. Uh... <laughs> gave, Sorry, yeah. I just like. But for some no, reason, no. I, I guess I'm thinking of it from the perspective of Caligula's story because he's clearly effing with the son of, I guess his secret opponent, uh, you know, Germanicus. Um, but he did f with him, and he and Tiberius would gloat about it. And and actually, there's a famous quote, um, uh, where he said in regards to how he was treating Caligula, he said, "I'm nursing a viper for the Roman bosom," and uh, little did he know how uh, terrible that uh, that quote so he was would trying to make a psycho son, like a warped, weird kid. Yeah, I think you can totally, like, yeah. And he was. Yeah, molesting people and throwing them off a cliff and then having public executions that last for hours and hours in front of a guy. I think that would change the makeup of their brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> one of, so Caligula was demented sexually. Um, one thing he did, though, because I guess he had these weird psychopathic insecurities... He basically slept with every man's wife ever. He would even stop wet. Then we're talking about Caligula now mm-hmm. as the emperor. He would even stop people's weddings and and take the <laughs> wife and sleep God. with them, basically, and say that they can't be married anymore. And then, and these would be like not just peasants or civilians. These would be like his. Uh, you know, his noblemen in the... Do you call them noblemen in Rome? Like in the Senate and everything. He would just do it to anybody. No one was safe. And uh, They must have hated he would, him. They, okay, yeah, we could get to that too. But yeah, mm. he would walk around the next day bragging 
and being like, now your wife knows how a real man does it in the sack. Ha, ha, ha. You know, oh, like stuff. Caligula. So, yeah, man. Like for people listening that love the, the word cuck. Well, anyways, there was a Roman emperor that literally turned his whole city into cucks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. And you can't, you can't, what are you going to do to fight back, right? This guy, he can uh, snap his fingers, have you killed, thrown off a cliff or whatever, thrown in the sea. Um, yeah, what a nightmare. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, he would like cut you up, <clears throat> let you bleed for a very long time, which um, hurts. Yeah. Um, then he would lock you in prison with all your sores and cuts, and then he would take you back out and in front of everybody have you ripped to shreds by wolves. God damn it. <clears throat> Chris, now, uh, can I just say, if he got a boner, I'm not sure. <laughs> during all that but he probably did by the sounds of this guy i'm just thinking of of the wedding thing that you brought up from the point of view of of, say you're in ancient rome and you're a classic groomzilla right Mm -hmm. and you want to have the perfect wedding day right and you you keep on having like uh, you're spazzing out you're you know yelling at people because the invitations have to be just right the uh the cake uh, the you know the photography the dj and all that stuff and everything's going well and suddenly before you say your i do's in uh in latin guess who shows up at the wedding and ruins everything Uh, yeah emperor caligula (laughs) wouldn't that suck with his boner sticking out of a hole in the robe And he like would make funny music as he slowly waddled his way to the stage of the wedding, like bada, bada, bada. Oh, sorry, was someone getting wedded? If, if anyone has any reason why these two should not have been married, please. Oh no. Bada, <laughs> yeah. Um, can I see your wife for a sec? <laughs> We could keep talking, but I'll wrap it up with uh, Caligula here. I mean, there's there's yeah, more. I'd you love to know into. his downfall because he's such a that, jerk. I would at least well, love to know uh, how he friggin' dies. <laughs> you know what? Like, it wasn't of natural causes. I'll put it that way. Okay. After four years of absolute terror and mayhem, the Roman people started to talk. <laughs> <laughs> They were like, so what do you think about uh, talking out the side of their mouth, like on the street? What do you yeah. think about that last uh, uh Have you seen my wife? You know, um, it, uh, it started to build and build, and the Roman people would conspire. And a bunch of his own guards, okay, they're leaving this giant sporting event, probably a sporting event where he had innocent people slain and murdered and what whatever. They're leaving a great sporting event, which he was a huge fan of, and two of his guards stabbed him to death uh, pretty much, uh, what is it, 38 times. Ooh. So, uh, yeah, he was dead. (laughs) (laughs) After that, are you kidding? And um, then they threw him in a shallow grave, and then his... Last wife, his fourth wife, which I also know some funny stuff about her, which we never got into, but it's okay. Let's spare making fun of the wife, because Jesus Christ, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, his wife and his only daughter, Drusilla, who was named after his sister that he had a sex affair with as a teenager, um, they were killed and thrown in a pit. 
Um, Rome tried very hard to scrub Caligula's from from their whole history. They tried to remove any signs of him. They that like you know it was just like let's make this disappear. Let's move on. Luckily, the next uh, emperor was Claudius, who was, uh, I think, a good emperor as far. But then after that is Nero, which is like another episode probably down the line. Because he, it is actually debated who was more evil, um, Caligula or Nero. But anyways, in between that, they tried so hard to erase uh, Caligula's memory from everybody's minds and Roman history. But of course, we can't forget him because he is such a perfect symbol of absolute tyranny and uh, power gone mad. So there you go. Stabbed to death by his own guards 38 times. Damn. Thrown in a hole. Oof. Now, we well, don't, we don't that, condone That's literally violence. like being like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. They probably could have done two or three each and got the job done, but they really they really gave him an F off, an F you. Yeah, that was they were they did some prison shanking, like retribution style stabs. Yeah. One in your heart, one in your head. <laughs> Is it true that Caligula's last words were I guess these are my just desserts? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently when one of the guards was stabbing Caligula's face, he he kept going, Goat, 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 goat. I love goats. Goats are the best. <laughs> I have three goats. I'm so glad to be talking about my goats finally. <laughs> yeah. You have no idea how difficult it is when you're a person who is interested in goats and is a goat farmer. Do not mention goats once. <laughs> I love the idea of a bunch of like soldiers conspiring and they're like, did you see what he did to Antonio? Ripped him to shreds. Had a wolf eat his face off. Did you see what he did to my wife? He sullied her, and he, I, I, we weren't allowed to be married anymore. And then the third soldier's like, I can't talk about my goats. <laughs> <laughs> They're beautiful goats. You'd love to hear about them. <laughs> Let's kill him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Scary wow. guy, right? I don't think we even need to decide if he was evil. We can go around and check. What do you well, think? Well, I mean, I would like to know for sure if we all think he's an evil man. Okay. Now, I'm a bit of a contrarian, and I find that he did... <laughs> no, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just joking. I think the guy is bad news. He is um, he's not a nice man, and I'm, I don't condone the way he was gotten away. Like They, they killed him, but I'm glad he's gone. Okay. What about you, James? Yeah, I wonder if when he died, people were like, you know, listen, he's still a person. It's not okay to make fun of of uh, his make fun of him. Um, I I think he's evil. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with Mike on this. Um, he seemed like a real jerk. Did he do anything good as emperor, or was it just <laughs> complete <laughs> chaos and murder and debauchery? He, like I said, the one thing is he did. He was bad with the money, <laughs> so he. But he used a lot of that money in the beginning to restore or finish a ton of uh, Roman architecture. Right. Okay. So mm. he did build up the city finally, which some emperors, I guess, were not doing. And so everyone's like, "Finally!" And he's like, "Yes, let's celebrate at a party at my place." <laughs> 
And then the party was like, they were like, oh shit. (laughs) (laughs) The priest that he bonked on the head, and as he's lying dying there, like the blood is oozing from his head, he just looks up and he's like, but still, that's a beautiful temple. (laughs) Yeah. It was worth it. Should I also mention that in 79, Bob Guccione, the owner of Penthouse, made a collig- like a ginormous Caligula epic film starring Malcolm McDowell, who's the best, right, from Clockwork Orange, as Caligula, and Peter O'Toole as Tiberius, and Helen Mirren's in it, and uh, John Gilgood in it. So they have these like extremely well-known, excellent British actors in this just like it is a gory orgy because it's penthouse magazine that produced the movie and apparently it's a it's got a really terrible ratings i think i've seen clips of it but it's just a mess that's and crazy I, so that'd be like if if uh you com produced a big movie now <laughs> about <Yeah>. abraham lincoln <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like John Wilkes Booth has like huge tits, <laughs> like hanging out of his jacket when he blows Abraham Lincoln away. <laughs> like Abraham Lincoln turns around and sees this like sexy John Wilkes Booth and goes like, "Durham," and then just gets shot. Uh, well, the the script of Caligula, I think, was written. By Gore okay, Vidal, so. but like everyone involved, oh. like sort of like walked off the project except for like the actors. Yeah. Um, once they saw what it was going to be. Well, that's the thing. I think like here's the th- well, I haven't watched the whole film. I remember like I think someone had it on VHS and put it on when we were teens, and everyone was like, <laughs> "Christ, Jesus, ugh," you know. Um, we're not religious kids growing up. We just were blasphemy all the time. But the thing is, is I can't tell if the movie people hate it and it's got such a low rating because of the movie itself or because the depiction of Caligula's life is just so horrendous and disgusting. Right? Mm. Yeah. And and you're and you're using pen, and Penthouse made it so they're not censoring much. But mm. I saw a clip of like today I watched a trailer for it and there's a very funny clip of Malcolm McDowell's Caligula in bed with his horse and he looks <laughs> And he looks crazy. Uh, what's the horse's name again? Uh, Incitatus. And he looks crazed and he goes, my horse has to go back to his own bed. <laughs> or something like that. So that could I mean, alone, I was like, that's pretty funny. I don't want to be totally disgusting, but did he do, like, was he romantic with the horse? I mean, it feels like it's not beyond him. I feel like, to be honest, I, when I watched some of the movie as a teen i think i um remember like tony soprano how he loved animals like he just had a childlike weird love of this horse i think he fisted the horse in the movie (laughs) i can remember (laughs) oh that's different do you want me to look it up is there too much to is there too much grossness to edit out of this episode (laughs) no i don't i think i think it was uh i i think me and my friends i remember me and my friends being like god damn but um I think the movie's banned in Canada still and Australia, which is oh is wow. Funny. Okay, here look, Caligula uncut horse scene. You know what? <laughs> I don't want this on my Google search, so let's just say to the viewers to satiate your own curiosity, look it out. Does Cal- Caligula fist his horse in the 1979 Bob Guccione movie? 
<laughs> Let us know. When was it released? What? When, 79. When? Okay. <laughs> Since this is just the third episode, just, should just we Just two years after do? the high five was invented. <laughs> He's fisting his horse. High five. <laughs> yes. If you, th- if you don't think there's a connection, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> People like thought, well, it's like when the high five was invented, it was like when rock and roll came out. People thought it was like the devil's work, that the kids were being corrupted. <laughs> a lot long after, there's a movie celebrating Caligula's life. <laughs> it was just like pandemonium. And then the 80s started, the me generation, everyone's doing coke and greed was good. And that all came from the high five and McDonald's and Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> and it- uh, yeah, go ahead. No, you say it. Oh, I, I ruined the joke because I forgot the guy's name. I was going to say, and that music video robot guy. Um, Max TV. Headroom. Yeah, Max Headroom. <laughs> Max, Max Headroom is a symptom of the high five Caligula and Wall Street success. <laughs> An article by Chris Locke. Well, uh, great job, Chris. I think you did a great, uh, great job researching that. Congratulations. I, feel like I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, it was very fun to research. So much fun stuff to read. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, please join us next time for another episode of Evil Man. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 